0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tiamanini. Grace is out of town and Ashley is actually at Robbie Rizal's show Party Mix at The Green Room 42. So I am flying solo today, but we've got some news that I want to run you through. But before we get into that, I do want to remind you to head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon so that you can get all of the Broadway Radio goodness before anybody else. All right, first up, yesterday we got news that the iconic Grammy and Oscar-winning artist Melissa Etheridge will be bringing a new solo show off-Broadway later this year. Melissa Etheridge, colon, My Window, Dash, A Journey Through Life, will play 12 performances starting October 13th at New World Stages. This is a world premiere theatrical solo show that offers an intimate experience like never before, inviting theatergoers into an exhilarating evening of storytelling and music. From tales of Melissa Etheridge's uh, childhood in Kansas to her groundbreaking career highlights with all of life's hits and deep cuts between... Etheridge opens her heart and soul on stage to fearlessly dazzle audiences of all generations. Now, the smart ones of you in the audience will remember that this is not Etheridge's first turn on a New York stage. She, of course, temporarily stepped in for Billy Joe Armstrong in the role of St. Jimmy in Green Day's American Idiot on Broadway now a dozen years ago. Uh, so she is returning to the stage in this. She has written the show herself, and additional material has been created by Linda Wallam Etheridge, who is um, Melissa's wife. She is also the former showrunner, for the uh, Showtime, I think, uh, comedy-drama nurse Jackie. She also previously worked on that 70s show. It is directed by Amy Tinkham, who has done a lot of work with acts for like residencies and live TV stuff like Dancing with the Stars. So this will be very interesting. We've seen uh, some New York theater residencies go very well for artists uh, that are more known for popular music, obviously Bruce Springsteen being uh, the, the, the foremost example, even, I guess, American Utopia, although that was much more of a stage show than a residency, then we've seen things not go super well, like Weezer, which we talked about uh, last week, closing up shop because of uh, poor ticket sales. So this is fascinating to me. I, I am very much in the era of my childhood being part of uh, the time when Melissa Etheridge was at her heyday with songs like I'm the Only One, Come to My Window, I Want to Come Over, all of those things. So uh, this is fascinating. I'm a little surprised, one, that it's playing New World Stages. I thought this would have played somewhere downtown. And only 12 performances is kind of interesting. I would have thought that someone of Melissa Etheridge's name, notoriety, and fandom would have been able to do more than that. Obviously, she probably still could, but maybe I I thought she would want to do more than 12. But uh, I I guess that is all we're going to get. Although, of course, with all of these things, Uh, extensions and return engagements are also quite a bit of a possibility. All right, moving over to more traditional theater announcements. Yesterday, the Manhattan Theater Club announced the remaining shows of its 2022-2023 off-Broadway season and announced the first show of its 2023-2024 off-Broadway season. We already know some of the shows that will be a part of this uh, upcoming season include Where the Mountain Meets the Sea by uh, Jeff Augustin. That'll be um, running uh, beginning on October 11th, which was previously announced with some of the Broadway productions that MTC is bringing to New York this year but starting with the new shows that were announced beginning in February of 2023 we'll have the world premiere of Emily Feldman's The Best We Could and then parenthetically A Family Tragedy and of note None of those words are capitalized, so take that for what that means. It'll be directed by Daniel Alkin, and we'll have an official opening night on March 1st. In the show, a daughter's road trip with her father becomes a theatrical journey across more than just state lines. This funny, wise, and heartbreaking debut from an exciting new writer will be brought to life by director Daniel Alkin, whom MTC audiences will remember from Fool for Love and Fulfillment Center. The casting and creative team and other important information for the show will be announced soon, since that is coming up fairly soon Uh, at this point. What, six and a half months away? So uh, we'll be hearing about that as well. Something that I was very excited about, and you all know I've talked about this before, uh, coming up in the spring of 2023, beginning on May 2nd, Uh, MTC will uh, produce the New York premiere of Steppenwolf Theater Company and Center Theater Group's production of Rajiv Joseph's King James. As it has been in previous incarnations, it'll be directed by Kenny Leon and will star Glenn Davis and Chris Perfetti. The show description reads thusly, King LeBron James was just the hero that Cleveland needed. One of the greatest NBA players to ever hit the court and then me editorializing the greatest basketball player in the history of the sport. Um, His influence on the whole city loomed large for the dozen years of his reign. Pulitzer Prize finalist Rajiv Joseph's wonderfully funny and remarkably moving new play chronicles the unexpected friendship between two men whose intertwined fortunes are tied to those of their idol. You had me at Rajiv Joseph. You locked me in with Kenny Leon. And then you just made this the must-see thing of my spring by throwing in LeBron James. So uh, very much looking forward to that. That'll round out the 2022-2023 season. And then the first show of the 2023-2024 season will be the production of Poor Yellow Rednecks by Quine Nguyen and directed by Mae Adralis that was supposed to play MTC back in 2020. Obviously, the pandemic interrupted that. This is a co commission by MTC and South Coast Repertory, uh, and uh, it's finally going to have its chance to play New York. Uh, This is the second of three plays in, in Nguyen's autobiographical trilogy about an immigrant family's bumpy road to the American dream. Told from the mother's perspective, Poor Yellow Rednecks is the story of a young family's attempt to put down roots in Arkansas, a place as different from Vietnam as it gets. Very glad that this show is getting an opportunity to finally play New York. It has been in multiple places across the country since the time it was supposed to be in New York till now. But i um, very glad that this is going to finally have the opportunity to play uh, New York. No mention of who will be in the cast, uh, although we do know that the original cast in 2020 was supposed to feature Eugene Young, Paco Tolson, uh, Tim Chu, and others. In other casting news, yesterday we learned that former Mean Girls star Erica Henningsen will lead the world premiere of the new musical Joy, the musical, at George Street Playhouse later this year. This is a musical that is based on the true story of self-made home shopping guru Joy Mangano. Uh, It was also previously made into a movie, not the musical, but her story was made into a movie that starred Jennifer Lawrence uh, probably around 2015. The musical version is directed by Casey Huchin and will be choreographed by Joshua Bergass and features a score by Tony nominee and marie Malazzo and a book by Ken Davenport. Yes, that Ken Davenport. Uh, musical supervision will be by Andy Einhorn. The show is scheduled to play in New Brunswick, New Jersey from December 7th through December 30th of this year with an opening night happening on December 16th. In some very surprising and very interesting news, Emmy nominee and Tony winner Alan Cumming will debut his first ever Showtime comedy special uh, that'll be airing on the Cable Premium Network on Friday, September 10th at 10 p.m. Eastern time. It is called Club Coming Presents a Queer Comedy Extravaganza. Obviously, it'll be happening at the uh, nightclub spot owned and often frequented by Alan Cumming. The description of the show says, quote, Cumming hosts his cabaret-style gathering featuring seven up-and-coming queer comedians that represent not only the diversity of the queer spectrum, but also of comedy styling from stand-up to characters to musical performances. The 75-minute special features Joe Castlebaker, Julia Shiplett, duo Zach Teague and Drew Lausch, nori reed pat reagan and somebody that many uh uh, theater fans will know larry owens this is very interesting when i first got the press release i thought it was going to be alan cumming doing stand-up which i would totally watch i thought the show that i saw him do oh what was it called the um non-illegal immigrant or something like that um at, at joe's pub it was very funny uh, but it also had a lot of music but this is going to be him hosting which makes a little bit more sense but still kind of surprising uh, but i also love the fact that club coming is getting its uh, its day in the spotlight all right, real quick, I wanted to talk about this story that came out in the New York Times over the weekend, and it goes in depth into the grand opening of what is being called the August Wilson House. This happened over the weekend, and after years of fundraising and restoration, the home of Pulitzer Prize winner August Wilson, the place where he spent the first 13 years of his lives of his life, has been turned into a community center, not only someplace where... Artists can go to work. There's actually an outdoor theater in behind it. The Restored Community Center is going to offer artist residencies, like literal residencies, gathering spaces, fellowships, and other programming for up-and-coming artists and scholars. There's actually a production of Jitney running through September 18th on the outdoor stage behind the the home uh, being done by Pittsburgh Playwrights Theater Company. At the event were a number of uh, people influential in keeping the August Wilson legacy alive. First, his, uh, his widow, Tony-nominated costume designer, Constanza Romero Wilson. Also, Denzel Washington, who is one of the greatest champions of August Wilson's work, uh, either on stage or screen, and one of the best interpreters of August Wilson's work as well. But there's a great article in the Times that I'll link in the show notes. So you can see all of the details about it. And learn everything else uh, that's going on around the facility. All right. And then finally, I did want to read a little bit of the New York Times Critics Pick review of A Little Night Music happening at the Barrington Stage Company. Jesse Green went out to Pittsfield, Mass., to review it. I'm not going to read all of it, but I will say, obviously, it's a New York, New York Times Critics Pick. We also have highlights from it in the show notes if you want to watch those. They are wonderful. I've never seen a production of Night Music in person, and I'm wishing I could go see this cast, which features uh, Emily Skinner as Desiree, Jason Danielly as, as Frederick, Mary Beth Peel as Madame Armfelt, uh, Sierra Bogus as Charlotte, uh, and a number of other really fantastic talents. Uh, up there in Pittsfield. But over to Jesse Green's review. After kind of running through the basics of the setup for everybody who's at odds in the show, uh, he continues saying, quote, And even though the stage is set for what could be a tragedy, guns do come out. When they all meet for that weekend at the manse of Desiree's mother, it ends as happily as a Shakespeare comedy. On the surface, the mismatched and damaged souls get repaired in both senses of the word. Despite that effervescence, though, a little night music in any half-decent production is also about Rue. That's even more salient in this first year following the death of Sondheim, who layered its brilliant songs so densely with varieties of regret. We feel that regret doubly now. For the characters, no less than for us, pleasure is always coupled with loss. So, perhaps it's no surprise that this Barrington Stage production directed by Julian Boyd gets the Rue so right especially in the performances of three of its central women. Mixed emotion is always palpable. As the embittered Charlotte, Sierra Boggess offers a sad and hilarious sketch of a wife so steeped in the brine of her own disappointment that she actually looks pickled. I don't know if that's a good thing to say, but anyway. Um, And uh, Madame Armfelt, Desiree's imperious mother is no senile narcissist in Mary Beth Peel's vivid performance. She's a woman clinging as hard as she can in her final days to the thrill of a fully lived past. But it's Emily Skinner as Desiree, the focus of the complex romantic geometry that most powerfully holds the show's opposing forces in equilibrium and produces its warmest glow. From there, he goes on to describe some of the ways that she really imbues her Desiree with wonderful levels of nuance. He also praises Jason danielly who is in great voice because, duh, um, and he also talks about how kind of remarkable the readings are that Skinner gives and Send in the Clowns, a song that we all know so well from so many different types of performances of it, that she really seems to bring something unique, which is no surprise given how wonderful she is. The show is currently scheduled to run just for a couple more weeks through August 28th, so if you want to see it, make sure you head up to Pittsfield Mass and Barrington Stage Company. All right, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. Have a wonderful Tuesday, and I think Ashley and Grace will be back to talk to you tomorrow.